Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his series on 1 Peter with this message entitled, Love One Another Deeply, preached January 22, 2017. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 22. Love one another deeply. Every true Christian has experienced the divine miracle of regeneration. He is no longer dead in sins. God has made him alive with Christ. Are you alive, sir? If not, cry out to God. He will make you alive today. He is a new creation. He has a new mind, new will, a new set of affections. He, with his new mind, delights in God's commandments. He wills to do the will of God with great joy. He has new power of the Holy Spirit. So with St. Paul, he says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength continually. He hates sin now and he loves to do righteousness now which he hated before. Fundamental, radical transformation. He is God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for doing good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. His passion is to please God in life and in death. For a regenerate Christian, loving God with all his heart, loving the members of God's redeemed family as himself, is his true happiness. A true believer thrives in obeying his heavenly father. In 1 John, John uses the word obey seven times. Chapter 2, verse 3 and 5 and 29. Chapter 3, verse 7, 22 and 24. And chapter 5, verse 3. Obedience. In 1 John 2, verse 3, we know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. 1 John 2, 5, for even, for if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him. Do you obey God? Those born of God love God by keeping his commandments. If obeying God is misery to you, You are not a Christian. Cry out to God today to raise you up from the dead. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I want to speak to you five things. First, know the high cost of our salvation. 
God is holy and so his children are to be holy, separate, different. Think of the highest price he paid to redeem us. Not perishable silver or gold, but the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Christ died on the cross for our sins in our place. This God loves us and so we love him and every member of his holy family. God's holy family. Colossians 3.11 Here there is no Greek or Jew in God's family. Circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. The mark that characterizes God's family is sacrificial love and not superficial love. That is a love in word only. So Jesus said in Matthew 22, 36 through 40, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets, all scriptures hang on these two commandments. John 13, 34 and 35. A new commandment I give unto you, love one another. As I have loved you sacrificially, so you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. First John four nineteen through 21. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says I love God yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command, whoever loves God must, must love his brother. And St. Paul says, Romans 5 verse 5, And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love in abundance into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. And love is the first fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, and so on. And second, moral purification is our duty. Bible says without holiness, no one shall see God. Antinomianism is of the devil. The devil negated God's law in Eden by saying, you will not surely die. Today, antinomians are especially found in evangelical churches. Their destiny was pronounced by the head of the church, 
in Matthew 7:23 depart from me you lawless ones by grace we purify our souls how listen by obeying the truth of the gospel revealed in the bible we are told several things that will cleanse us morally first is the blood of jesus first john 1 verse 6 and 7 if we claim to have fellowship with him yet walk in the darkness we lie and do not live by the truth but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of jesus his son purifies us from all our sins the word cleanses us john 17:17 sanctify them by the truth your word is truth john 15:3 you are already clean because of the word i have spoken to you friends we are saved to obey jesus christ whom we confess as lord first peter 1 verse 2 we were sons of disobedience through jesus christ through regeneration we have become sons of obedience if you don't obey jesus christ you are not a christian you are antinomian going to hell so we read first peter 1:14 as obedient children i e as children of obedience characterized by obedience to jesus christ whom we confessed as lord god hates liars as children of obedience do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance evangelicalism uses the word contextualization you know what that means to conform to the pattern of this world and you need to be intelligent enough not to be deceived by evangelical leaders who pretend they know more about the bible obedience is not something optional it is indispensable it is the very character of god's people Romans 1:5 through him and for his name's sake we received grace and apostleship to call people from among the gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith the apostle calls us to obedience that comes from faith Romans 6:17 but thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted Romans 15:18 I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done Romans 16:19 everyone has heard about your obedience so i am full of joy over you but i want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil Romans 16:26 
but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God so that all nations might believe and obey him. Matthew 28, 20. Jesus sends out his apostles teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the ages. Acts 5.32, we are witnesses of these things and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. A Christian is a person who is given the Holy Spirit and therefore he obeys the Holy Spirit as many as are being led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Hebrews 5, 8 through 9, although he was a son, he learned obedience from what he suffered and once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. I want the evangelical so-called leaders to teach that. But keep in mind, it is by God's free grace we obey John 1.16, from the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. 2 Corinthians 9.8, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. 2 Corinthians 12.9, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. We work out God's will because God works in us both to will and to do his good pleasure. God's people are not lawless, but law-abiding people. Greater obedience to God's truth results in greater moral purity and sanctification. Such obedience of truth results in sincere affection for brothers in Greek Philadelphia sincere affection of the people of God's family and we are God's family we are regenerated justified and adopted we call God our heavenly father We can come to the throne of grace with confidence to receive mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. Friends, in God's family, there is no discrimination, only love. Ephesians 2.19, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. Galatians 6.10, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Brotherly affection, there must be in the family of God. What? That is not the highest degree of love. So number three, command to love deeply so the apostle Peter issues his first specific command in this letter in verse 22 
Yes, you have brotherly affection resulting from your obeying the gospel, but I command you to grow up in love, love one another from the heart. I mean as a result of Holy Spirit's work from the heart, deeply. And we read in Luke 22 verse 44, the word deeply appears in this verse, ectenos. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. He didn't go to sleep. He prayed more earnestly. The apostles were sleeping. But he was praying. First Peter 4, 8, above all, love each other. Again, ectenos, deeply. First Thessalonians 4, 9 and 10. Now about brotherly love, we do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all the brothers throughout Macedonia. Yet, we urge you, brothers, to do so more and more. My wife and I, we were brought up in the revival that took place in South India. In my state, Kerala state, God poured out his spirit from about 1925 to 1950. We experienced revival. Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones prayed for revival. He never experienced such a revival. Jonathan Edwards experienced revival. May God help us to experience revival. To understand what sacrificial love is in God's family. I saw God performing mighty things, especially God saving people of all backgrounds. As a young boy, I saw people loving one another sacrificially in loving deeds. First John three sixteen and 17, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. The standard of love is Jesus, his death on the cross. Will you love four brothers for the gospel? Enough to die for it. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Acts 2, 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods. They gave to anyone as he had need. Nobody told them. That is the love of God's family. Acts 4, 32 through 35. And the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. There was no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales and put it 
at the apostles feet and it was distributed to anyone as he had need Jesus rebukes the church of Ephesus for falling from the height of their first love Revelation 2:4 and 5 Yet I hold this against you You have forsaken your first love remember the height from which you have fallen repent and do these things the things you did at first if you do not repent I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place we must love as Christ loved and died for us are we ready to sacrifice for the people of God even ready to die for the cause of Christ Jesus told the church of Smyrna be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life that is agape love love that will not let me go it is deep love it is sacrificial love and Jesus said John 15:13 greater love has no one than this that he laid down his life for his friends number 4 the power of indestructible life the question is how can we practice self sacrificing love we are children of adam as such we all die romans 5:12 in adam all die all have sinned all must die wages of sin is death and we come out of the womb dead then how can we love god and god's people sacrificially as christ loved his church and died for her in first corinthians 15:22 we read for as in adam all die so in christ all will be made alive all there means all the elect of god not every single person it is not teaching universalism which is a heresy all the elect will be made alive in jesus christ christ makes us alive by spiritual resurrection through rebirth jesus said i give them eternal life and they shall never perish in place of eternal death we receive eternal life through regeneration by the word and the spirit regeneration is god's action his immediate action his monergistic action his miraculous action is a greater miracle than raising lazarus from the dead regeneration is work of the spirit through the preached word and its result is new heart that is new mind new will new affection fundamental change you love now what you hated before and you hate now what you loved before a new heart and new power of the holy spirit and as a result we see that we understand and enter into the kingdom of god which is righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit 
This regeneration precedes repentance and faith that is conversion. The regenerate are God's elect. The regenerate are given divine nature. Second Peter 1:4. They have a new mind, new will, and new affections. They are a new creation, sir. Second Corinthians 5.17 Therefore if anyone is in Christ He is a new creation Old is gone New has come sir And John the apostle says John chapter 1 Yet to all who received him To those who believed in his name He gave the right to become children of God Children born not of natural descent Nor of human decision Or a husband's will But born of God They are not Born of perishable seed. Perishable human seed produces dying people. Described in these verses. First Chronicles 29:15. We are aliens and strangers in your sight, as we as were all our forefathers, our days on earth are like a shadow without hope. Job 14, 1 and 2, man born of a woman is of few days and full of trouble. He springs up like a flower and withers away like a fleeting shadow. He does not endure. You want proof for it? You look at yourself and you are convinced and you say, I don't want any proof. I am the proof. Perishable seed produce this perishable life. Psalm 39 verse 4. Show me O Lord my life's end. And the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting is my life. Psalm 49 10 and 11. For all can see that wise men die. The foolish and the senseless. Alike perish and leave their wealth to others. Their tombs will remain, their houses forever, their dwellings for endless generations. Though they had named lands after themselves. Psalm 90 verse 12 teaches us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Psalm 146 verse 4. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans comes to nothing. James 4 verse 14, why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow? Do you know what is going to happen tomorrow, sir? What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Those born of the Spirit by means of the imperishable living and abiding seed of the Word of God lives forever. John 6.63, the Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are Spirit and they are life. And it is coming to you right now, sir. Romans 1 verse 16 I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation of everyone who believes 
first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. 1 Thessalonians 2.13, and we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you accepted not as the word of men. To some people it is the word of men. To others, here it is. But as it actually is the word of God which is at work in you who believe. Imperishable seed of God's word. Isaiah says in Isaiah 55 verse 11, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent. It saves and it kills. Double-edged sword. Philippians 2.16, As you hold out the word of life. I am holding out the word of life right now as I preach the gospel to you. The word of God is living and so it makes alive the dead. Jesus commanded the buried dead Lazarus to come out and he came out. By his word we are told he created all things. Friends it is the word of life. Making the dead alive. The power of the word is the power of the owner of the word, God himself. The word is living and enduring because God is living and enduring. God is infinite, eternal and unchangeable in his being. Daniel 6.26 in the Septuagint reads... Horti autos estes on kaimenon estus ionas. For God is living and enduring forever. Number five. What is a fallen man? Let us say what is a 100 billion dollar man? Jesus said what does it profit if you gain the whole world and lose your soul, you are a 100 billion dollar fool. I'm not impressed. Neither any pastor called by God. Because fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Fallen man, rich and famous, scientists, philosophers, kings and queens, presidents and prime ministers, brilliant people, artists, beautiful people, men and women, all dying flesh. Holy Spirit likens them to grass. What about man's glory? It is like the glory of the grass. Like the flower of the grass. You and your glory only last for a moment. The grass already, the Greek text says, the grass already dried up and the flower has already fallen. 
compared to eternal God, man is nothing. He is dried up grass. He is fallen blossoms. We come out of the womb dying. We all come out of the womb dying until God regenerates his elect people by his living and enduring word. So we live forever in his presence in joy unspeakable and full of glory. There is eternal death for the unbelieving and eternal life for the regenerate who believe in Jesus Christ, the only Savior of the world. Friends, listen to this. God chooses the poor, the foolish, the lowly, the despised, the weak, and the nothings of this world to be rich in salvation in eternal life. We are God's objects of mercy prepared for glory everlasting. He came by us, as we read in Ezekiel 16, he came by us dying sinners. He commanded us to live, and we lived. He came by our tomb. He spoke a life-giving word. Lazarus, come out. And he came out walking and leaping and praising God. In his son, he loved us in eternity. In time, Christ came to us through the minister of the gospel who preached the gospel. Isaiah says, how beautiful are the feet of those who proclaimed good news. It is time you respected the ministers of the gospel who preached to you the word of God. And we heard, we believed by grace the gospel. We called upon God as the publican did. Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. And God justified us, forgiving all our sin, and we went home justified. Friends, Jesus has given us eternal life. Jesus was given over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. There is no salvation outside of Jesus. No trap door, no escape hatch, no other way of eternal salvation. Acts 4.12, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven, under heaven, given to men by which we must be saved. And listen to Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you and I command you to repent and believe in Jesus, the Redeemer, that you may be saved and enjoy eternal life and security. St. Paul says in Romans 8, 1 and 2, Therefore there is now no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. And I am free. Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor future, 
nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Friends, Jesus told us in John 17, God loves us as he loves Jesus Christ himself. Remember the transitoriness of this life. Soon you will lose your power, your fame, your wealth, your brilliance and beauty. And no one will remember you. So John says in 1 John 2, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its lust pass away. But the man who does the will of God lives forever. So God counsels us to lose all, if needs be, even your life, to gain eternal life. The rich young ruler kept his wealth and went to hell. He refused to obey the counsel of Jesus. Friends, everything dies except God and his word. And those born of God by the seed of the word of God, the gospel. This gospel comes to you right now. Pay attention to the preached word by God sent ministers of the gospel cry out right now what must I do to be saved and God answers through the pastor believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved and your household to those who are saved and live a holy life by obeying the gospel I counsel but St. Peter counseled, love one another deeply as Christ loved us and died for us. And he said, greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. We are God's family, sir. Let us love in such a way, a love that will not let me go. Heavenly Father, I have delivered your word. May your spirit come upon us and make us do your will by the power of the Holy Spirit. Save many, heal many, edify many, strengthen many. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.